I mean, where the fuck should I really even start? I got hoes that I'm keeping in the dark. I got my niggas cross the street living large. Thinking back to the fact that they dead, thought my raps wasn't facts, so they sat with the bars. I got two phones, one need a charge. Yeah, they twins, I could tell they ass apart. I got big packs coming on the way. I got big stacks coming out to save. I got Lil Max with me, he the way. It's a big gap between us and the game. In the next life, I'm trying to stay paid. When I die, I put my money in the grave. When I die, I put my money in the grave. Well, Kawhi's got a lot of money he can put in the grave. Unfortunately, it's not going to be here. Sell out! You just shout. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. This is the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. Hi, I'm Angela Lippa. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you find your quality podcasts. We will be there. You can like, subscribe, leave a comment, share it with your friends. Let everyone know that we do these podcasts weekly. Kind of a moving target now. It used to always be on Tuesdays, but now it could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You don't really know. We don't know. Just a little bit of a surprise, and then boom. That's why you subscribe, because whichever day that we do it on, you'll get it no matter what. This will probably be dropping Thursday. So the 11th. Right. But like I was talking about, Kawhi Watch is over. And unfortunately, he's going to the Los Angeles Clippers. Not the Lakers, so it's not unfortunate. And the most surprising part is he's not going alone. No. Kawhi's going to the Clippers with Paul George. And if you say, wait, excuse me, sorry, what? Uh, Yes, no, Paul George was not a free agent. Yes, he signed a four-year contract last offseason. He did, you know, on the stage. He smoked cigars Russell Westbrook and unfinished business. And I wanted to go to L.A., but you guys came and got me. And then he went to L.A. the next year. And when I woke up, this news dropped uh, no, near 2 in the morning, Eastern. Yeah, 11 o'clock Vegas time. So if you were in Vegas, you were good. Anywhere on the West Coast, basically, you were fine. East Coast, not so much. You were probably dead as- you were asleep, going to bed thinking, hmm, I wonder if tomorrow morning quiet will have a decision for us. Yeah. And he did, but it was I technically at 2.30 in the morning. So Woke up, roll over, look at the phone. Kawhi, Je- Kawhi Leonard is going to the Clippers. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Shit. And then I read the next line because there's more lines. With Paul George. And I lost my goddamn mind. When I, I was s- instantly awake. When I saw that, I'm like, I, I was half asleep when I woke up. And because I have an iPhone, iPhone stacks notifications. We have I have the score app, I have Bleacher Report, the Athletic. So everything got stacked. And and it and it, it wasn't the first thing. It was actually I think it was tennis. Or something stupid was the first thing. So I just kind of ignored it and moved forward because there were a few notifications like that. Go on Instagram and um, Tim McAuliffe of uh, Tim and Sid, of who know them, in, at least in Canada, the, he had posted something. And it, it was his tweet that he had tweeted out. And it said, don't be sad um, that it's over. Be happy that it happened. It was a Dr. Seuss quote. I'm like, what is he talking about? And I'm scrolling down, and boom! Kawhi Leonard to the late Clippers. And I'm like, okay, I guess he wants to try and win by himself with Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. Williams. Like, and- I'm like, okay. And then I scroll down one more, and it's like another breaking picture, and it's Paul George. I'm like, the hell's happening? And I look, and I'm like, the OKC Thunder have traded Paul George to the LA Clippers. And I'm like... What? 
what's happening here? Wait, what? How? I thought he just—he's just signed a four-year deal the previous season, off-season. And then I start to investigate, and I see that uh, Kawhi has tabbed him as the guy he wanted to play with. Mm-hmm. They're in the same. You mentioned this to me. Same. Look at your same age, different draft classes, one year apart. Yeah, both ironically drafted by the Pacers. Yeah, which is pretty funny, and. Th- he tabbed them as the guy, I guess, playing with you know the Amer- team America, the team USA, and for the Olympics, and the and they're from SoCal, so yeah. they probably played together at AAU levels, and they played against each other because Paul George went to a small California school, and so did Kawhi because he went to San Diego State. Yeah. Now the deal in total, which is uh, insane, so Paul George traded to the Clippers. For three unprotected first-round picks, one protected first-round pick, that protection was put on it by Miami when Miami traded that pick. Okay, so he had that pick. Three pick swaps for the years in between because you can't trade consecutive years of draft picks. Now, they were able to because of the Miami picks, but you can't trade consecutive years of your own draft picks. It's a rule in the NBA. It's called the Stevian rule because if an owner used to trade his first-round pick all the time, he was the owner of the Cavs, and they were bad. So he always traded a top 10 pick away for some aging veteran. So the, the, the league literally put a rule. It was like, you cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially why, and that's why you see pick swaps. So instead of trading back-to-back years, you can swap picks. So if they're a worse team than you, you can flip-flop the picks. You have the right to do that, and then you can select higher. It's what happened to the Brooklyn Nets, and it's why Boston has basically just stopped using their picks. Yeah. Now... On top of that, so you have all these pick swaps. All of this goes until the year 2026. Long time in the future. And they also traded uh, Canadian point guard Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And to make the money work, a guy who was pretty damn good last year in Danilo Gallinari, who, to be honest, the Thunder are probably going to flip for another future first-round pick down the line. One hell of a haul. This is the largest trade in terms of draft pick assets changing teams in the history of the NBA. And Anthony Davis got traded like a month ago. Well, technically he got traded July 6th because that's when it was official, but that happened a little while ago. Yeah. Now, Masai did have an opportunity to acquire one. Alleged. Well, allegedly, supposedly. The, the reports are that Sam Presti called... Masai Ujiri, the Toronto Raptors, and essentially wanted Masai. It's like, listen, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this deal with the Clippers and you're gonna lose Kawhi. Or I could make a deal to you. And reportedly the ask was four unprotected first round picks, four pick swaps to make up for the years that they can't trade their own picks, and Siakam and Van Vliet. Van Vliet. And you'd also have to send money the other way to make the contracts work. Now, there's been reports of whether or not Russell Westbrook was involved in the deal to Toronto, which is even more insanity, which means in terms of money working, you'd probably have to trade Kyle, probably Ibaka, and then still probably Norm just to get, because Russ is making $40 million, and Paul George is almost making thirty. Actually, he is making thirty. So you know you'd have to you'd have to put some substantial salaries in there to make everything match up. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how good of an idea it would be to have Russell Westbrook playing with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and I also don't know if Kawhi would still want to play on the team if Russ was there. So this is why I say allegedly, because we hear that this was offered to the Raptors, but we don't know what context it was offered in, and we also hear the report that Masai shut down trade talks because he essentially just looked at Sam Presti, the GM of, well, not looked at, was talking to him on the phone, and realized, I don't actually have a shot here. You're just using me as the leverage play to get exactly what you want from the Clippers. Yep, and that's what ended up happening. And now Kawhi's gone from the Raptors, leaving a pretty significant hole to now fill because Kawhi is a top three player in the league. Yes, and we mentioned this in, in previous podcasts, and I said to Stephen and many people that Kawhi put to bed a dynasty mm-hmm. in the Golden State Warriors because they were a dynasty. You know, they five straight NBA Finals, uh, three championships to show for it, two with Kevin Durant, and now Kevin Durant is in Brooklyn, and you have Clay. T- it's basically back to the they're the three. Plus D'Angelo Russell. Plus D'Angelo Russell, but they'll probably end up trading him, I don't know, at some point. But Kawhi seemed to begin a new era in the NBA Mm. while killing an old one. And that old one was the big three. Originally started in Boston by Shit My Pants, Pants, Paul Pierce. (laughs) Um, That is the best nickname. Ray Allen. I have no dis- I love Ray Allen. And, oh, Ray Allen's amazing. And Kevin Garnett. And I love Kev- KG. Yeah. Like, I then, love KG. Oh, he's fantastic. And actually, Area 21, just random sidebar. Like, Paul Pierce is a joke on TV. Yeah. He's a joke. You should not have a job anymore because his hot takes are bad. They're, they're not even good. Like, Skip Bayless at least gives you something where it's like, that was insane. Whereas Paul Pierce is just like, ah, the, the, this, maybe that. And he flip-flops <laughs> all the time, and it's annoying. Garnett's Area 21 is really good. Yeah. So you had that big three. And then you moved on to the big three of the Heat's big three. The Higgs big three of Bosch, Wade, Bosch, Wade and LeBron. LeBron. And then the kind of big three of Love, LeBron, and and Kyrie. Mm. And then you had that's yeah, why I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. And then you have the big three that was Well, the four. Draymond's Draymond. <laughs> Clay, Steph, and Durant. KD. Them together, they were the big three. And when Kawhi won, we started to see a bit of a change. Because if you've noticed, in the NBA, there are uh, there's a lot of guys who are top five players, who we consider top five players. LeBron, Kai, uh, Kawhi, uh, KD, Steph, James, Giannis. Oh, so you're, you're just basically listing off like ten guys that people will interchange with as the exactly. top. Okay, so yeah, there are yeah. always going to be guys interchanging within that top five Players, and then there's the list of top ten guys like, like Kyrie, like Anthony Davis, kind of top ten, top five. He, he can be he's top five, it, yeah. but he's really he's playing in the top ten. Paul George is another guy's name gets mentioned. There's there's other players. Um, what's the guy's name in uh, in Denver? Which one, Jamal Murray? Uh, oh, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, like he's top ten player. Like these are guys that get viewed in this light. And Kawhi Joel is... Joel Embiid when he's healthy. Yeah, like... Like, when he's healthy and right, he is a top... Like, he's a top... He's, five, a top, he's This is going to sound ridiculous, but when he's healthy, it's almost like 
he's not prime Shaq because no one's prime Shaq. Mm-hmm. But when Embiid, Embiid gets moving, like he's a large man, you yeah. cannot. Yeah. You saw it against the Raptors. I think it was Game Three against Philly where he was doing the airplane and yeah. shit. And he was feeling it. Mm-hmm. You cannot stop him no. when he's healthy. No, no, no. And you know, LeBron went and got KD and and Kyrie and thing and. The, the crazier thing is that apparently Kawhi contacted KD about teaming up. And going to the Clippers. And going to the Clippers. Now, that didn't happen, and that would have been destruction at its finest. But we're starting to see now this two era. The, the shift I, the back shift, to the pairs. The, the pairs. Kobe the, and Shaq. Like the Kobe and Shaq, the Pippen and, the Pippen and Jordans, like the uh, Kareem, and, uh, Kareem and Magic. Like guys are starting to pair back up and kind of like, okay, well, we can have two guys and we can try and find some good players. Exactly. Like, Instead of having an, a third max salary, yeah. you split that up and you get quality role players yeah. like a Patrick Beverly, yeah. like a Montrez Harrell, like like guys like the Clippers have. Yeah, and we're going to see now this new era of the NBA, of the pairs and the domination of this, these, these top players. We don't know what Kevin Durant's going to be when he comes back from his Achilles because it's... You know, guys, seven footers coming back yeah. from Achilles injury. Just ask Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, and there's a lot of if if the, I was was listening to uh, satellite radio and they had uh, a doctor on and they were talking about the Kevin Durant injury and they had and he was saying that the history of this injury doesn't bode well. It's it's the the player is never what he was when that injury happened. It could be different with Kevin Durant because he is a freak of nature. He is an absolute freak of nature. But we will see. But now we're seeing the, the pairs now match up, and now we're going to see how that era of the NBA begins because, you know, it's going to be LeBron and AD versus Paul George and, and uh, Kawhi. Kawhi and, and you still have James Harden and Paul, CP3. CP3. And again. maybe Westbrook. And maybe because Westbrook. Because that, that would work. Because that's going to be fun. You you got Jokic in 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 Portland. You do have Lillard and and McCollum. Well, in in Denver, you got Jokic and Jamal Murray. Exactly. So like you you're st- you see this, and this is what's going to happen. Now he's also Kawhi in this movement brought parity to the NBA because if he went to the Lakers, you have three guys that people consider top five players yeah. on the same team. That's more ridiculous than the war. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's ridic- more ridiculous than the Warriors because. A lot of people consider KD, KD and Steph as top five players, and a lot of people look at Clay as a top ten player. Clay's awesome, but I don't like he's not. He's awesome when there's another like there's there's someone else. Yeah. He's not the he's not Batman. He's he's a great Robin. He's a great Robin, fantastic Robin, and he knows his role and he plays it very well. So now we start to see the parody in the league because, well, we, we hope we hope you now. I look at the West now with Kawhi joining the Clippers, and I look okay. Yeah, the Clippers are, are a legit team, and, and you can't sleep on the Lakers because they had made some moves. They, In this whole process, Danny Green was waiting on the Kawhi decision because he had two offers. He had an offer from the Raptors and an offer from the, the Lakers because the Clippers couldn't afford Danny Green. We talked about this last week. This yeah. is what we thought was going to happen with Danny Green, depending on the Kawhi situation. Exactly. So Danny Green is off to the Lakers. He's playing with them. They signed Boogie. They're bringing back Rondo. Like it's you know They're bringing a bunch of disasters back and then know. adding the disaster that's yeah. Boogie, but... You have LeBron and AD, yeah. so and LeBron's actually going to play point guard, which I know it. I know it doesn't sound like it matters, but if you don't have another guard on the floor and instead you have LeBron, 
Defensively, that team is huge because Danny Green could be the shortest guy on the court at 6'6". Yeah. And LeBron's fast enough to actually cover a point guard. And now you have a point guard that's either got to cover LeBron or Danny Green. And it just shifts every... It, it can... I know it doesn't sound like much because LeBron always brings the ball up the floor no matter what team he's always played for, even though he's a small forward. But you saw it with Ben Simmons last year, it caused a lot of issues, like until they played the Raptors, and yeah. that was because Kawhi could basically just lock his claw onto him and it was over. Yeah. But a point guard of that size can cause some issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't been thinking about it already, uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the pick and roll... He's going to be a problem. Yeah, big time problem. And what else is now the big question that's going to be of about this and coming NBA season is what happens with the Toronto Raptors? Because mm-hmm. now they're in a weird spot a little bit. They got some young guys, but they have some some vets in. Oh, and 15 minutes ago, according to the score, the Raptors' vets are not going yeah, anywhere yeah. before the season yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah. I read that to you before we got on the air. Oh. Yeah. Didn't you hear? Yeah. Steven didn't hear. What a surprise. Steven anyway. set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, with this, the Raptors can begin. There there was a player last year who didn't play for the Raptors. An OG and well, a he played. He, he played. Just... He didn't really play, though. Come on. He had Play a hell like, of a rough, like, he had some personal things going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, he had some horrible personal things yeah. that he had to deal with, some family issues. He also had his appendix. Like, everyone was like, oh, it's appendicitis. It's not that big a deal. He actually had the worst version of it happen where the damn thing explodes inside of you. Yeah. And it takes, it was, they actually broke down the amount of hours it took for his surgery. And this is like a minor, less than an hour, in, out, get the appendix, whatever, normally. Mm-hmm. And his lasted hour on hour on hour. It was a yeah. marathon surgery because the goddamn thing exploded in him. Yeah. Um, so... You have that question for the Raptors and even even for OKC because, you know, there's been a lot of talk in Toronto because Kawhi left and, you know, he did bring a championship for the Raptors. Yep. You know, and a lot of people are, are some people are like myself and, and Steven, you know, we're grateful for that championship because for 24 seasons, the Raptors could never sniff the NBA Finals. The closest they got was Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals when they got beat by LeBron for like the third year in a row or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was constant for always. They never could get over the hump. And Kawhi delivered, got him over the hump. And okay, fine, he did leave town. But remember, he never agreed. He never signed a contract to be here. And as of June 20, uh, June 30th at 6 p.m., he was a free agent. He was not Toronto Raptors property. He was, not, he was just property of Kawhi Leonard, the claw with the five. Hey, if you're... If you're a Toronto Raptors fan from anywhere, actually, let's just put it this way. If you're a Toronto Raptors fan and you also happen to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, before you lose your goddamn mind, remember a year ago at this time when John Tavares came home. Pajama boy. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) nothing was going to stop him at that point. No. He was coming home. He was he was coming back, and this is what Kawhi is doing. Yeah, he went out and got Paul George, which, to be honest, it sounds like if Paul George didn't get traded to the Clippers, he'd probably be, still be a Raptor. I don't see like don't get me wrong. Would I have rathered Kawhi stayed? Oh God, of course, yes. of course, man. But 
He came here. He delivered a title, which can't be taken back, by the way. There's only of his backsies. Like you, there's there's none of it. Like I can't remember who this guy is, and I'm actually glad I can't remember his name because I don't want him to get any publicity. But he had some huge rant on some Fox Sports radio station about how the like basically the Raptors championship doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it does. It happened. I'm no. sorry. There's a banner. you can't have it back. That there's- banner is gonna get raised at the beginning of the season next year. People okay, are getting championship rings. This is what's happening. Okay, the, 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 they, we the Golden State Warriors just didn't lose to a team that didn't exist. There was a parade. Okay, they have a banner. They won a goddamn championship. I'd love to have him come back, but I mean, can you do any more in one season being in a place you didn't want to be to come to, to start? Because we're looking at the NBA here. If you're a Raptors fan, you remember when Alonzo Mourning got traded here as part of the Vince Carter trade. Didn't get off the plane. Seduces. Didn't even get on the plane. He says, deuce, I'm not coming again. Exactly. So, yeah. Guys don't report, especially in the NBA. Especially in the NBA. Guys don't report. Guys get bought out. Guys get moved. Things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. If a guy doesn't want to play in your... Hell, Paul George signed a four-year contract and left yeah. this the next year. Remember, OKC had locked him up. And then I'll get to another point about the, the that. But continue on. Right, but you, you know what... You see what, I, what I'm saying here, right? Like, it... He came here, and he didn't mope. He didn't want – well, not public. We don't, know, we don't know what happened behind – but there was no get me out of here. I'm not playing. I'm not reporting. Uh, and if you remember, you know, the playoff run, yeah, there was load management during the season. But if you remember the playoff run, you remember game three against the Bucks. You remember him limping. You then remember game four where he didn't do much of anything, and thank God the rest of the guys kind of stepped up. And then he was able to rest and be what he was. He gave it his all here. Yeah. I, I don't know what else you could ask for someone who didn't want to be here to begin with and then went home. It's not like he went to Philly. It's not like he went to Boston. Yeah, and he didn't even choose the team. Hang on. And the best part is he didn't even choose the team that is the staple in L.A. He, he chose the Clippers. He chose the, the, he chose the Mets. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine being from New York, growing Actually, that's up. That's a great in, way to put that. Growing up in New York City, your entire life playing baseball, coming through the ranks, being one of the top guys, and you have the opportunity to sign with both teams. And the Yankees have what, what would be the the Yankees somehow have Mike Trout? Yeah, somehow because yeah, that's LeBron, like the best player in the sport. Yeah, and one of the greatest, like watching LeBron, one of the greatest of all time, like ever. It's like Mike Trout, like hit boom, here you go. But then you choose to go play for the Mets. Yeah. In Flushing. And somehow get one of your best friends. And you get your best friend. You get Jose Altuve. Exactly. Somehow. Somehow you've gotten Jose Altuve to be on your roster. How? No questions asked. Just it happened. You give up a bunch of stuff. Fuck it. Who cares? But Raptor fans should be thankful that, that one, we had the opportunity to watch a superstar. Yeah. The great – look, a lot of people say that, you know – the greatest Raptor of all time is going to be Kyle Lowry because of his his dedication. The time here, the time he won here the ring. But the greatest player to ever most play, talented, most talented player to ever play for the Toronto Raptors, is Kawhi Leonard, and it's not even a competition. Okay, it is a it 
he left everyone at the starting blocks. He's already at the line. He's Usain Bolt at everybody. Mm-hmm. Looking back, basically smiling and laughing. No disrespect to DeMar, Chris Bosh, and Vince Carter. Kawhi is top three. Never have any of those three players ever been mentioned as top three players in the league or number one defenders, two way, the best the two-way the playoffs, basketball players. People were talking about Kawhi as the best player in the league that includes KD yeah. and LeBron. Like we got that's to watch, never happened. We here. got to watch something very special. As as look, Stevens a Leaf fan. Mm-hmm. He's waited a very long time to watch his team win a cup. Okay, a whole lifetime. Okay, I'm happened. a I'm a Habs fan. I was three. I have no idea what the hell happened. It's like, it's like me with the Blue Jays. Okay, I have no idea. It's a I, thing and, that happened. It, it's 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 a thirst for winning. We're both Raptor fans. We both have been with the Jose Calderons of the world, the Rafael Arujos, the Andrea Barnes. Do, do not put Jose Calderon's name in the same arena as those two busts. Jesse Capo or Jeremy Capone, or whatever the hell his oh name is. Oh my was. god, Capono. Capono, yeah. I give saw him his name. All the money. Okay. Because he won a three point contest. TJ Ford, like all these Rafer Alston. Yeah, like skip to my loo. Skipped. There were so many players that we watched, and it was always like I guess we're just the Raptors. We're always just going to be this team. Yeah, we'll be somewhat talented, but we're never going to have the superstar, and we're never going to probably win a championship because in the NBA you need superstars to win, unfortunately. And we got it, and we won. We actually just did it with one. We did the rarest of rare. We won with one superstar. And be grateful you got to watch this, be a part of it, the journey, the ride, the ups and the downs, because there were parts of downs in this playoffs where when they were down 2-0 to the Bucks, when they were down, they were down at every in every Before series Kawhi but one. It's the shot against the Sixers. It's yeah. game seven potentially going to overtime. Yeah. They were down to Orlando. This those Raptors, we were talking about being the same old Raptors. Yeah, they're there in the regular season, but in the playoffs again and they 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 won. They were down against Philly when it looked like it was over. When Joel Embiid's doing the airplane, you know, against the Bucks, against the MVP of this league in Giannis Antetokounmpo, like. And don't forget that uh, time that Kevin Durant came back and put up eleven points in twelve minutes, and yeah. all of us sat there like, "Oh God, it's over!" Yeah. Oh God, he's back. <laughs> every moment of this playoff run, every moment of this season has been a journey. It has been a ride. And enjoy, you got to enjoy this. You got to, and at the end of the day, isn't it about winning a championship? Exactly. You'll never, nobody will ever forget where they were when it happened. Being a part of it all, whether you watched game five on on TV, in a bar, on listened on the radio or wherever, streamed it illegally online. Yes, I know there are people that still do that, even though it's free on TV. But you get this opportunity to be a part of it, and you, don't be upset, Kawhi, like you know, don't be upset. Kawhi left; he chose to go home. He chose to go play for the other LA team. Okay, you got Ice Cube calling out saying he wants to play for the what was the Dippers? The Dippers, the yeah. Dippers, not the Clip, the Dippers, because Cube's an L, he's a Laker fan. Yeah. Okay, like a lot of people. And am I upset that he went to play? No, not really. Because hey, he went home, and at least yeah. he's playing for the other LA team. It's okay. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm not happy that it happened. No, but I'm appreciative of what happened. Yeah. And 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 one last time, 
They cannot take the title no, away. There's no taking it away. There's we never, get to keep that yeah. no matter what. Okay, and you know what? You never know what something like this does. Okay? As, because, as a franchise, you now have a title. Yeah. That changes things. When people are just like, oh, do I want to go to Toronto? And it's and I know everyone's like, oh, Kawhi won a title and left. Yeah, but other players are looking at the organization, the way that they built the team around him. Not to mention, everyone, oh, Canadian team, and you know the players aren't, they're all married, they're not going to want to be here, they're going to be in L.A. or New York or some good Canadian players. We're getting to the point now where there's some superstar Canadian players, and now we got guys like R.J. Barrett who look like the second coming, like, there's going to be a point, I would like to point out, to fans who are saying they'll never sign a free agent ever. It'll never happen. One of these days, one of these Canadian kids is going to want to come home. And it might not even be a Toronto kid, but it might be a kid that wants to be back in the same country he was born in. Maybe wants to, you know, get the love Kawhi got from the country, from their own nation. I wouldn't count that out for people being super negative right now. There are more Canadians in the NBA than any other nationality aside from Americans. Slip that little fact out to you, just so that you people know. You can calm down a little bit. Be happy that it happened. Be excited. Okay, and just realize you still have a a, a decent core. You still have. Great scouting, okay. Unbelievable. Great. This scouting. is the team that found Pascal Siakam. Okay, but we watched OG guard LeBron James two playoffs ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kyle Lowry basically the whole year. Kyle Lowry, who was bouncing around, was given a chance by Masai to be the guy, and he, and he delivered. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys have, have have excelled, and and what can't be forgotten too is that. Nick Nurse is still a good coach. Uh-huh. He was created enough to go box in one in the finals against Steph Curry in the Golden State Warriors. They were gonna fuck it. We're gonna just guard him. And even when it didn't work, and Andre Andre Iguodala hit the three that won the game, he went back to it because he was like, "I got a feeling. I got enough trust in this." It, it screwed Steph up. Nick Nurse is an inventive coach, and to think that this team is lo- doom and gloom and you don't know that. Okay? Pascal, most improved player. Fred Van Fleet, tough as nails point guard. Looked pretty good in the playoffs. Hit some clutch shots in that game in that game six. If, if people memory's a little foggy. Okay? A little important. A little important. He had some big, big shots. Look, is this team a championship favorite? No. And I'm not going to put them in that championship favorite. They're not the best team in the East. Okay? The best team in the East now is officially without question is the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yeah. Okay? And Philly, if Ben Simmons maybe discovers a, a, a distance if game. That, that, that a, entire team and that can't a, really shoot threes, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And it'll be very but interesting. But their defense okay. is going to be... Boston doesn't have a lot. Miami's a joke. Well, Boston, we'll see. Without Kyrie and with Kemba, you, like, you saw what happened when they got rid of Kyrie yeah. and were just a bunch of young guys. And Kemba seems to have the personality to mm-hmm. fit into that team. So, yeah, you might not have Terry Rozier and you might not have Kyrie. Kemba might actually make them better. Oh, was the mic. Oh, was it? 
That was weird. That was so weird. I thought someone threw something at something. Did it oh. fall? Did it just fall off? I have no idea. No. That's weird. We have some. I think it might have been mine. No, it's the water bottle. Someone threw a water bottle at the window. We're sitting in a studio right now that's got a window, and someone chucked the water bottle at it. We were wondering what the hell happened. I was wondering what that was. I don't know why anybody's chucking water bottles. We're Might need pl- to edit this part out. So no, we're like, what the hell's no, going no, on? No, I'm not editing this part out. It's we're like a nom. There's uh, like shells uh, flying and shit. But you know what? You still have these things happening, and you can still be a, a, a contender in the East. Yeah, it's the usual usual shit disturber. Okay, the one who who's upset, who's watched five Raptor games in his entire season, and thinks that the one with the collective IQ of what six? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, there's still a top team. There's still going to be a playoff team in the East, and just be happy it happened, and be happy you're not OKC because OKC fans woke up in the morning. They weren't even involved. They weren't. They, there was no talk. By the way, you know what? <laughs> We'll move forward on into other topics, but can I just say the stealthiness of this? The stealthiness. The fact Kawhi got this done in the NBA of all leagues yeah. without Nobody anything knew. leaking. Okay, is Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard doesn't know anything. Uh, Chris Broussard doesn't know. What's the other guy? Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Jalen Rose. Stephen A. Smith. Max Kellerman. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris Carter. Broussard, Chris Broussard does in his own his own level of being a fucking idiot. Yeah. There's Chris a lot. Broussard doesn't know anything. If you see a message from Chris Broussard, oh, sources assume the exact opposite's happening. Because, by the way, Chris Broussard stole a story off a Reddit stream. Yeah, that happened. That was part of the Kawhi thing. That actually happened. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's facts. <laughs> What's the other guy? What's the other, the other guy? Uh, Nick Wright. All these guys... Nick Wright's an idiot too. They were just they were just guessing. Yeah. None of them had any clue. No clue. This was the ultimate play. The fact that he met with with in what met with Paul George ten Re- minutes. He rejigged. He re uh, he had the Lakers change the location of his meeting with them to make it so that he could meet with Paul George immediately after and be like, "Oh, I'm not going there." <laughs> that was it. Was it was stealthy? Oh, I'm sad he's gone. But I'm happy that it happened because guess what? Me and Steven got to go to Championship Parade. It's awesome. We got to witness an NBA title be lifted in this city. A banner will be raised whenever the season starts. And guess what? They can't take it away because it's the Toronto Raptors who are the 2018-2019 NBA champs. Not the mystery team that just beat the Golden State Warriors. We ended the dynasty. The Toronto Raptors ended a dynasty. Never forget that as Raptor fans. You can lay claim that we put to bed... The dynasty that was the Golden State Warriors. Be happy it happened. And another thing you should be happy about. Mr. Three Pete is back. He's re-signed with the Toronto yes! Raptors. Patrick McCaw. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, Patrick McCaw spent his last two seasons with the Golden State Warriors, won two straight titles. Sorry. That's my the fault. Hell. Uh but yeah, won two straight titles with the Golden State Warriors. Then that's there was the cheers for Patrick McGaw. I'm just sorry. <laughs> and then became a Raptor. He was, he was shortstop in Cleveland along the way, but he was a Raptor. One other title. Got his own personal three peat. Going for four in a row next year. Gonna pass. Gonna pass LeBron this year. Calling it now. <laughs> Raptors back to back champs, baby. And then real quick, they made the Raptors did make two signings. Uh, as soon as Kawhi left, they signed Stanley Johnson, former eighth overall pick. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, also a former, I believe he was a 15th overall pick by the Nets. 
Neither of them can really shoot. Both are really good, lanky defenders. They're kind of they're positionless players. They can switch on to everybody. But there's issues and there's holes in their game, which is the reason you're able to get these guys back. But again, we talked about the Raptors and what they're able to do, rehabilitating guys, developing guys. And this is exactly what you kind of thought Masai was going to do because all the big-name free agents were gone. He didn't really have any money because they're over the salary cap and they're into the luxury tax anyways. So getting a couple guys like this, some buy-low candidates, you see what happens. Yeah. You de- you develop them, maybe you find something, and maybe you find a diamond in the rough. Maybe you don't, but it's worth a shot. Worth a shot. Now, moving on. Generally... The home run derby, it's like a slam dunk contest. It's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes there's moments. Was there ever a moment <laughs> during this home run derby? My God, Vladdy. 91 home runs total. Broke the record, the 28, the record of 28 set by Josh Hamilton in a single round. Laddie put on a show. Now, granted, Pete Alonso won, and he's a rookie who might hit 60 home runs. That's a thing. That's that's actually possible for Pete Alonso. Well, let's be honest here. This is like the Josh Hamilton Derby, though. Yeah, this no is, one remembers that Justin Morneau and you, won. And it's funny because you can't. You, we were talking about this, and I said, I go, this is what it reminded me of. And you're like, who won that Derby anyway? I go, Justin Morneau. Exactly. Canadian. Exactly. Justin Morneau. Former MVP. Former MVP, Justin Morneau. Nobody remembers that. No, Everybody remembers Hamilton bashing the tar out of that ball. And Vladdy put on a show for everybody. Like, poor Matt Chapman, by the way. Chapman getting getting sliders thrown at oh, him. What is, what is his dad doing? <laughs> I think, you know what it was, is... Typically, as you saw with with Vladdy, he had someone he knew throwing him the John ball. John Snyder was his coach in Double A, and yeah, exactly. And for Chapman, he wasn't even supposed to be. He just assumed the role of Christian Yelich because Yelich has a. And I'm using air quotes here. Bad back. Actually, he's got a history of back injuries, and that's kind of scary because he also went on the DL with one earlier this year. I have a feeling it was just a way of of them protecting <laughs> Christian Yelich so he doesn't do this because we saw Vladdy just literally destroy putting everything that he had into hitting these balls and you know we said it last because i take vladdy because i felt like vladdy like this is going to be the one for vladdy vladdy doesn't have a lot of home eight eight home runs and people were making fun of that why is this kid with eight home runs in the home run derby that's why that's why and i like because vladdy wasn't an all-star he wasn't voted in he didn't play in the game like he was back in toronto the next day yeah I like that little bit of the open format sort of concept a little bit where you can get guys who maybe aren't going to make the all-star game, but, hey, they got a chance to maybe bash some home runs because I don't think Joey Gallo's there. But it'd be fun to watch Joey Gallo probably go head-to-head with, like, a Vladdy or a, you know, because they're, like, I look at I look at the road for Pete Alonzo, and then I look at the road for Vladdy Jr., and... Much tough competition because he barely won against Jock Peterson. He had to go to triple he, overtime. Triple overtime. Which is awesome. Like, you know, Pete Alonso, he's, you know, he's doing good things for the Mets. The only thing that's probably going right for the Mets this season. You know, 
he faced Ronald Acuna. He didn't have to hit. He didn't have to hit as many home runs as Vladdy did. Vladdy. Ronald Acuna, just an underrated in like impressive oh, yeah. thing. Ronald Acuna. Okay, he's there. It's batting practice, okay, mm-hmm. and he's hitting them into like the twentieth deck. Yeah. Opposite field. Do you understand how much strength that takes when you're the one generating all the yeah. power because the ball's coming at you at like fifty? That's and insane. I'm I'm glad that we saw and we saw a lot of young stars and 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 this is the and key thing the- for 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 the MLB is to have these young stars like Vladdy, like Pedersen, like Acuna Jr., like Pete Alonso. Santana is the hometown favorite, so you go with these him. These guys are fun. Yeah. And winning a million dollars matters to these guys yeah. because uh, that's double Pete Alonso's salary mm-hmm. this year. It would have been double Vlad's. Well, not exactly double because they make five fifty and change, but that's basically double their salary <laughs> in a couple hours. Yeah, for hitting home runs. The one thing I, I might say is maybe I would shorten up the early rounds. Yeah, because be- Vladdy being gassed, and we've seen this with other guys being gassed and losing it in the last round, yeah. even though they've had monster home run totals, yeah. they end up losing because yeah. they get tired. Mm-hmm. Bregman's not a. I, when I think of Alex Bregman being in a home run derby, I laugh a little bit. That was a bad idea because he's not really a home run hitter. And they have the Crawford box in uh, yeah, in Houston, it's tough. a real short left field. Like Bell and Acuna, they're home run hitters. Santana, oh, yeah. home run hitter. Alonzo, home run hitter. Like even Chapman, Chapman's a home run hitter. Like Bregman, like being in this, I was like, Bregman did hit thirty home runs last year, and he might hit forty this year, but it's not the same. No, he's turning around a hundred mile an hour fast, and like. Alex Bregman is incredibly impressive. He's yeah. one of the best players in the MLB, but he's not who I want to see. You mentioned it perfect. The guy I really want to see, I want to see Joey Gallo. I want to see guy, big dudes that yeah. take big hacks. Yeah. I want to see 500-foot dingers. Yeah. I want to see Aaron Judge, who is just getting over an injury. I want to see Jarlo Carlos Stan, who was hurt. I want to see Gary Sitt. I want to see guys destroy yeah. baseballs. And I want to see what Vlad did, but I want to see more guys like that. And and I think that that's where the ML, that's where baseball should try to move to in these in these home runs is one showcasing your young stars because you know what the home run derby is looking like it's becoming yes. it's becoming like a slam dunk competition where you you want to watch it now you want to see these guys take big monster freaking hacks the two hitting that homers. i remember specifically this one and the the one where it was judge and stanton in miami there's those I've, two i remember being like those two specifically were appointment viewing like yeah. those those were home run derbies like we really haven't seen hang on i want to see where was the all-star game that year was it 90 um sorry because you mentioned it what are you talking about is it this one? No. I'm talking Judge and Stanton. No, which would I'm have talking only been two years Mark ago. McGuire and oh, was it '99 or something? Like way back in the day, it was at Fenway, and all I it, it was sorry, it was '99, and all I remember is just them putting on a show. That's what I remember. That was my earliest memory of of it all, and I want to pull it up because I remember Mark McGuire breaking someone's car window. Oh, that's right. He put one over the monster and did he like that a, was the cool. He hit part. a windshield. Like that was the cool part. Like you know, they weren't hitting as many. It was a little different back then because it was just ten outs versus the. It wasn't the time limit. It so wasn't yeah. the time limit, but like we saw those, we saw those cool things, and and I think that's what the the home run derby is becoming. It's it's going down that line of so in '99, Ken Griffey Jr. was the guy who ended up winning, like. 
and that was he went back to back. But like we saw these home run hitters, and and there are great home run hitters. They just don't. They're not in the All Star game because they're really not really All Stars. Just home run hitters, like uh, Dietrich. Oh my! Like how fun would it have been to see him in the All Star? Just because of his reactions to yeah. things, like he would have been bat flip. Like Derek Dietrich would have been fun as hell. Like th- like that's th- you need to expose the young kid. Like Vladdy is a young guy, and I was I was listening to uh, the Fan Five Ninety, which is a radio station here in Toronto. Uh, the guy who was throwing to him, what was his name? John, Sni- John, John Schneider. John Schneider, and he was talking about like how com- like this, like how comfortable Vladdy looked being amongst his peers, and a lot of, and for a lot of MLB superstars, this is the first time actually being with Vladdy. Mm-hmm. You know, not uh, playing against him and and getting to know him and him and just watching him and being a part, like just getting to know him. And it's it's good for the game. It's good to expose these young guys. It's good to show them having some fun and personality because, you know, you see Jock Peterson looking over and... and you could see that stare down, like, I got you. I got I you. Got I got you. And then Vladdy hits it, and he's talking to the ball as it's going. Yeah, like, like, it's fun. That's that's It's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining, and that's what the, the key thing is here is make it entertaining. Have fun with these things. And expose and, and make it about the young guys. You know, maybe you get a, a you know, you get the, 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 the veteran, like the Aaron Judge and, and things like that. Like, how fun would it be Aaron Judge versus Vladdy oh in one of these things? Or Aaron It'd Judge versus epic. Pete Alonso? Oh, or, yeah. you know, Giancarlo against, against a Vladdy. Even Gary Sanchez or, you know, Joey Gallo. Bring in Joey Gallo. Let, Joey Gallo, we know what he is. He doesn't have a great average. He's actually better this year than it's, it's ever better. been. He's having the best season of his career. I think yeah. he was an all-star, too. Was he? I think he was. I'm going to pull this up. Well, you, you, I Joey, actually hit a dinger in that game. Well, last if you, night. I don't know why he didn't take part in the home run derby. He should have. But like, guys should be having fun with this and enjoying it all, and you know, expose the young kids because you need to get younger. He did indeed, oh, he he, did. and he did hit a dinger last night. I yeah. thought so. Well, but he should have been in the derby. He should have been in the derby. He should have maybe replaced. Him. Let Alex Bregman like just yeah, you know, Bregman yeah. relax. Bregman. If you were gonna do that, you're gonna take a little guy, go all out, and make it Jose Altuve. I would love to see Jose versus, versus Judge. Just, one oh for my one. God, it would be so great. It would be fun. But uh, we're going to one last thing before we move on to the NHL and finish things off. We are at the, everyone calls it the midpoint of the season. We're, we're, we're past the midpoint of the season, but the All-Star break is basically where everyone goes. And we figured we'd go with a uh, AL and NL Cy Young and an AL and NL MVP to this point of the season. Uh, you know what? Let's start with the Cy Young. We'll start in the American League. I got Garrett Cole. We actually think I had at this time last year in the exact same situation. Uh, Garrett Cole has made 19 starts, pitched 116 two-thirds innings, an outstanding 13.11 Ks per nine, 2.31 walks per nine. He's allowed a little, little, a little bit with the home runs, although we've talked about it. It is a little... A little bit of an issue with the ball this year. 1.31 home runs. There's no per issue nine. with the ball. Stop with that. Ball's juiced. Uh, his ERA, 3.09. And his whip, 1.02. And his war is 3.4. He's having an outstanding season. Garrett Cole. I mean, I guess if you want me to mention he's 9-5, and five, but I don't know. I've probably had this rant multiple times about pitcher wins. Not I've really never, mattering. I've never heard this rant, Stephen. No, pitcher wins don't matter. <laughs> pitcher wins do not matter. 
It's, they're not actually getting the, the, the they get the win dependent on what everyone else does. So it doesn't matter. But I choose Garrett Cole as my AL Cy Young at the midway point of the season. Um, I will actually pick. Well, my original favorite was uh, Luis Severino, who has yet to pitch. Who has yet to pitch and. Fantasy baseball purposes, Luis, I would love you to come back, please, because you know I got a guy that I just want to really just drop, and I can't because there's nothing else out there, and he's the best I can do right now. If you could, pretty please, appreciate it. But my pick is actually the guy who was my dark horse pick in Jose Barrios. He's pitched so far, 117 innings, uh, K per nine, he's got eight. Uh, home runs per nine is 1.15. Uh, his ERA is at three. Where's my whip? My whip is gone now. It's too far. I had it. Let me try and pull it up for you as you uh, continue. And his war, because Stephen loves the war, is 2.7. And he's the best thing to happen, basically, to this team since, well, I don't know who. And his whip is 1.11. There you go. So there you go. Whip. And I'm a big fan of his. I've been a big fan of his. Now, Garrett Cole does have the strikeout numbers on him. And Garrett Cole, we know him as the uh, the Cole Train. Yes, <laughs> cool name. Good play on words. I, good play. <laughs> but I'm gonna stick with my pick of, of Jose Barrios just because. Just it it it's a tough competition, and I think that Barrios over the. As the season progresses, I think Minnesota might need him a little bit more because, you know, they used to have a lead in that looked insurmountable in the, you know, and people were talking about, oh, are they gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna probably, you know, the Yankees and, and Astros might face off in the, in the first round if they end up both winning the division because of the Minnesota Twins record and and they've sort of come back down to earth while Cleveland has sort of come back up to the back, but I think that they're going to lean on Jose Barrios. We might see a lot of you know, three day starts. Come down and and he might uh, sneak the title away from one Garrett Cole. Now we move on to the NL, and I mean this pick is real easy. He might be the best pitcher in all. We're of picking baseball. Craig Kimbrell, right? <laughs> no, Dallas Keuchel. No, but why not? They're the best. No, I'm kidding. He's pitched 129 in the third innings. Has a K's per nine of 12.6. His walks per nine is 1.6. His home runs per nine, 0.63. Because even with a juice ball, he's ridiculous. His ERA is 2.30. His whip under one at 0.98. And through 19 starts, he's already worth five and a half war. 5.5. Running away with the NL Cy Young, Mr. Max Scherzer, Mad Max. I never liked the war, but I will admit, he. I'm going to say, though, he's the only reason to go watch the Washington Nationals Nationals, because they're bad. And I hope they trade him and save him. Get the best. As long as he doesn't go to New York. I don't want to see him. You don't want to see him. Hey, think of it this way. We got to see him in an Expos jersey this week, last week, Sunday. And we might get to see him in a Yankees jersey. No. They're going to trade him. Probably. Like, there's talk about, oh, why would they trade him? It's like, because you suck. He's also going to be 35 in a month. Yeah. Like, you have to move him at some point. And, and you could get all the things. Like, literally all the things yeah. for him. And we're waiting. And, too, with, with, with kind of a sidebar here, 
it's a wait and see with some of these guys with some of these teams that are in the hunt because they want to see what the pitchers market's going to be like who's you know what it's going to be what a, a starter is going to be worth what a reliever is going to be worth what a, a a different player is going to be worth like this is the big thing and mad bomb is obviously the the guy but could be Stroman, could be anybody, but yeah, I, I'm with Max, Mad Max here. Uh, he's gonna win the Cy Young. It's not even a competition. The only way he doesn't win is if he gets traded to the AL. Oh yeah, it messes. Yeah, it messes him up because now he's him. an AL fish. Yeah. But he still might win the NL because he's, he's that good. He might win both if he could. That'd Never be know. hilarious. Wouldn't that be fun? Now on to the AL MVP. This one's very easy. There's not even someone who's like kind of making it a thing this year. Just give the damn award to Mike Trout. You know what? Since we've given all the numbers, let's give Mike Trout's two because they are ridiculous. 391 plate appearances in 87 games. He is a 301 batting average, a 453 on base, people. Almost 50% of the time he gets on base. Just let that sink in for a moment. That's insanity. And his slugging percentage is a 646. His OPS is 1,098, and through 87 games, like I said, his war is 6.2. Mike Trout is elite. He might be the greatest to ever play the game. And this year, there's not actually someone screwing up his MVP race. And he didn't get hurt like last year, knock on wood, if you can hear. I I think it's Mike Trout going away. (laughs) I, I don't think it's close. It's not close, but Mike Trout will have all these MVPs, but poor Mike Trout will never have a World Series championship. He's only got one MVP right now. Actually, eh, he win the second. Two. No, he's got two. two. He, he won the second one. He's got two. He's got. Uh, he's about to get three. He's about to get three. At the age of 28. Think about that for a second. Yeah. And he's been first or second in every voting. Just send them to New York, please. No. We'll give you Jacoby Ellsbury. We'll it's give you Clem Frazier. He already signed the extension. It's over. It's okay. Hey, remember, other guys have always signed the Remember John Carlos Stanton signed his extension too. Yeah, but they had no money. That's the Mar. That's the Marlins. Come on now, it's not the same. Save, save Mike Trout from L.A. Put him in New York. Now, no, he's in Anaheim. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> My NL MVP. Now this is a close race. This is really to me a two horse race. I'm going to choose the Los Angeles Dodger, Cody Bellinger. Let's go through his stats, ladies and gentlemen. 88 games played. 377 plate appearances. He has a whopping 336 batting average, a 432 on base, and a 692 slug for an OPS of 1124 and a war of 5.7. Cody Bellinger is my NL MVP. Now we'll break down the other numbers. 30 dingers halfway through the season. 70 runs scored, 71 RBIs, and let's just chip in eight stolen bases. The man is ridiculous, and I believe he is your NL Cy Young Award winner. Mid-season. Cy Young, you mean MVP? That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> well, here's my MVP, okay? He's currently batting 329. <laughs> he has an OPB of 433, a slug of 707. An OPS of 1140. He has had 31 dingers, 61 RBI, 19 stolen bags. Currently plays for the Milwaukee Brewers. His name 
is Christian Yelich. And you really can't go wrong with you. You can't go wrong guys. with you. It's one of or you, the you other. Flip basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And by the way, if you want to see something awesome, go check out the MLV the MLB video of them playing basically horse, but they call it a game of MVP of them hitting a ball around the field. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, to cap off this episode, we're gonna look at the NHL because a team near and dear to Angelo. Got some information this week. It is official. Carolina Hurricanes will be matching the offer sheet that the Montreal Canadiens gave to Sebastian Ajo. I want to thank Sebastian Ajo for everything he did for the Montreal Canadiens during his time with the organization. You know, he was a he was a um, he was a valued member of the of the franchise. Um, we wish him the best of luck. You should raise a blank jersey to the Raptors because he didn't even have a number. It just goes up there. He would have been twenty one. Twenty. 20? He was wearing 20 in Carolina, but we don't know what he would have worn. He would have worn 20 because they traded 20. Nicholas DeLorier. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, they matched. Uh, What's next? What is next is is the fun part because there are still the remaining big RFAs. One, Mitch Marner, someone near and dear to Stephen's heart, yeah. and I'm sure to many Leaf fans. You know, I, I, I saw him... Dodging ten million offer, ten million dollar offers there on the on his surfboard, wakeboard, whatever you want to sign it, Mitch. You also have uh, Braden Point, who has yet to sign. Uh, Brock Besser, uh, Rantanen, uh, Charlie McAvoy, Ivan Provorov, Ivan Provorov, Patrick Laine, who Kyle Connor. Ironically, another Finn linked to Montreal because Montreal loves the Finns now. Um, Linked to Montreal. Always loved the Finns. Saku Koivu. Yeah, Saku Koivu. The, the legend, the goat. And it's the what's next for Montreal. Well, an interesting thing before this po- actually happened yesterday while both me and Stephen happened to be listening to the fan, I aforementioned the fan 590 here in Toronto. Uh, I forget the guy's Justin name. Bourne. Justin Bourne was mentioned. Former AHL player, played in Europe. Used to be in the Marley, then the Leafs organization was a video coach for the Marlies. He's still well connected in the NHL as guys he played with are still playing. His former agent still represents current players. He has a tie to front off the the Leafs front off. He knows some things. He does. I'll and, let Angelo take this one away. And he was talking about you know they were talking about offer sheets and they were they were talking about all the. All these things to do with him, and specifically Mitch Marner, because this is a Toronto radio station. It is a Toronto radio station, and and they were mentioning about you know what's Mitch what's gonna going to do, on like you know if stuff. he signs at this, they'll be okay. Like you know if if he doesn't sign at a certain number, like does it doesn't like they they'll consider it like a little bit getting washed again. And then they got to the Aho contract, and they talked about it because it was it became official that Aho the contract of Sebastian Aho was being matched by Carolina. And the agent for Sebastian Ajo. And there's a story. Call it crazy. Call it hearsay. Call it whatever you might want to. I think we might have mentioned this a few times. Call it That we you... thought that maybe there's something like in a weird scenario that this might be possible. But supposedly, allegedly, <laughs> okay, don't. Get mad at us for this, because I'm just going what I've heard. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. 
Well, we heard on the radio too. It's not like we're, p- we're pretending we're insiders. No, it's no, like no, no, no. Our sources. I swear, my source is the radio that I happen to have on in the car that I was driving. Exactly. Sorry, but it's stated that Sebastian Aho, being represented by the same agent as Braden Point, went to Mark Bergevin and said, "Look, if you sign Sebastian Aho to this offer sheet, the Carolina GM will match it. No problem." But he's a cheap, he's cheap, and he doesn't want to pay guys. So I'm going to force his hand. If you do this for me, I will deliver Braden Point at $12 million to you. On an offer sheet. On an offer sheet. And wouldn't that be the craziest thing? Wouldn't to it in the be NHL? just the wildest thing to happen? In division. In division. Okay. Stealing a division rival's number one set. That is the ultimate play. Because they talked about how Montreal has all these picks. And they almost look like an expansion team or a rebuilding team. But we both know Montreal's not in, in rebuild mode. They're not trading away veterans to acquire young assets. They're in the mode of trying to, one, free up some cap space. Okay? Trading Andrew Shaw. Trading Nicholas Delorier. I hope at some point, trading Carl Olsner. Ottawa. He's he's yours forever. Hello, Ottawa? Are you there? Answer the phone. Answer the door. We will give you Carl Olsner for free. We'll even attach a second-round pick, and it's Chicago's too. So you might get lucky. It might be in the top 30, top 40, whatever. But to go and do that... Oh, man. That would be absolute fucking wild. That it's not... And, I, and and I've mentioned to Stephen, and I believe I mentioned it on podcast, that I do not believe that Mark Bergevin would soil his rep, soil the relationship he has with Kyle Dubas because they seem to be like to deal with one another. But he doesn't care about Julian Brisebois. Who is Julian Brisebois anyway? All right? Wouldn't it be the, the just dessert of a former Tampa Bay Lightning player in Mark Bergevin to go and steal from his old his old team. Take him! Freedom point. Bring him to Montreal. Sounds like a French-Canadian name, but he's from Calgary. Don't get it. <laughs> Freedom point does not sound French-Canadian. No, point does. <laughs> okay. Okay. But if it's if it's not him, I do have a feeling they're going to try and offer sheet Patrick Klein. Yeah. Add that Finnish winger to the side of one Jasperi Kutkaniemi. Because they've already tried, they've already been doing that with, with Joel Armia, or so excuse me, Yoel Armia and Artur- Armia. Armia and Arturi Lekanen. They've already they've already been doing that. So wouldn't it be something to go and get the big Finnish winger to have as a Finnish man for your Finnish number one center potentially? Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't this be? And I feel like we're just like it's just waiting. I'm waiting for for Bergevin to do something, and I know when it's gonna happen. It's gonna be at five o'clock in the afternoon when I'm asleep, not paying attention to my phone, and I get a, a nice call, little nap, and I'll get a call from one of my friends, and he'd be like, "Yo, Brandon Point just got offered shit by the Habs." <laughs> what? Yeah, it happened. You're thinking of a much happier version of what happened with P.K. Subban. Yes, <laughs> very, very much happier. I don't want that to happen again, okay? I'm done with those days. Bergevin is done with those days. Bergevin's in kill mode. 
He's looking to win for his number one goalie. Go all out. Fuck it. Who cares? You got the draft picks. You got the you got the the, the prospect pool. Go for it. So yeah, that's. We'll see what happens. I don't. I, the and Mitch Marner to to. There's only we we mean Stephen have gone through. We actually sat down and went through the teams that the can, cap friendly pages for yeah, all these teams. All these teams and there's realistically three teams that can offer Mitch Marner a deal. Actually, four, five. Ottawa, we know they won't. Yeah, well, yeah, they're that's cheap. the thing. Like they're they're not they don't have the money. Ottawa's cheap. They have the cap space. They don't have the money. The aforementioned Montreal Canadiens probably won't do it because of the relationship, and it would put him in serious thing. Even though Max Domi and Mitch Marner played together one time. Back in London. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets free have a lot of cap space. Could use a Mitch Marner for their number one center, their budding superstar in Pierre-Luc Dubois. You have the New York Islanders. Former Maple Leafs GM Lou Lamorello currently resides there. Now, they have a lot of cap issues and would need to get rid of a, a few guys. Uh, Andrew Ladd. Andrew Ladd. Which they're not going to be able to. But that's a potential, and the uh, that's a potential, and the other one is another team from that dear state of New York. Yes, New Jersey's in a state, and it's the New Jersey Devils. They could be the team because they have capital. Cap, uh, sorry, they have, they have Jack case. Hughes. They have um, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall, and Nico Heischer, and they have the goalie set up for a little bit. They have PK on the back end. They have all these guys and. They could be the ultimate team to say, screw it, we've gotten our two, we've won our two lotteries here. Take a pick. We'll try and win with these guys. If we have Mitch Marner, we have a first line of Jack Hughes, Mitch Marner, and Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall. Will it happen? I don't know. But it's 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 just so wild. I'm waiting for something to happen. And I'm kind of like, it's like, you know, can we get something? You could be in the spotlight for a week. Montreal, Toronto, whoever. Let's be in the spotlight a little bit. Come on. Give it to me. I want it. But that's all the time we had for today. We will not get to answer Angelo's question. We have, unfortunately, entire summer worth of waiting to do for some of these guys, probably. And a few of these guys might be going into the season. There is a deadline ticking, though, one one RFA. Yeah, Mitch Marner can't go into the season because the Leafs don't have enough to pay him. Yeah. Like the the William Nylander thing, yeah. that can't happen. That literally, it literally cannot happen. That's the only one with a, di- a ticking time bomb. Yeah, but again, that's all the time we have for today. Don't get me started because we'll be here for another hour. But hey, you know what, Stephen? Be happy because you know what next week is. Uh. It's the start of our NFL preview shows. Oh yeah, we start off next week with the preview shows. We've been teasing this uh, for yeah, and you know what. I feel like there's no that we last year we did start with this division, so I figured, hey, let's go back to it again because it'll be bumpy. <laughs> but you'll have to tune in to find out which division it is. This has been the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artipello. Hi, I'm Angela Lippa. Until next time, see ya. Be easy. Talk about some things we can undo. You just in the pen, I can find you. Six one on the money, nine two. You just say the word and I run through. Text, no reply, that's when I knew, I knew, I knew, yeah. I, I knew. Circumnavigate the globe as the cash grows. Get a nigga whack like you get the grass mold. I'm talking slick when I'm with the big slime, nigga. Could hit your bitch, you can never hit mine, nigga. In my DM, they electric side, nigga. No catfishing, this is not a fish fry, nigga. Never switch sides on my dog. Catch a contact, hit your ride, go to Mars. Everybody's saying.
out your face and say I hate the hardest nigga you'd have never heard. I left off like a rapper's dead and bird. A verse for me is like a